Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is, girlfriend. Here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not trying to bring back vaccines. Check it out. Corrine Jean-Pierre at the White House yesterday saying it's time for another booster. That's stupid. Use your common sense. At least according to the scientists it is. But if you're following the political science, which they're usually doing in Washington, here we go again. Again, I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. Man, oh man, aren't we all? 888-788-9910 is the phone number. Whether you are sick and tired of all of this bull or not, uh, it's going to be a busy Wednesday on the show. Battle and Bill Hammers here, co-host of America's Newsroom, fired up. He's the guy that works the board on election night. Probably pound for pound the best designated driver in America. Hammer knows every county. He's the guy that, you know, this is Allegheny County over here. They went 91% for Trump in 2020. He'd be a good guy to get you through the back roads, would he not? He'll stop by. He can weigh in on that. Uh, Raymond Arroyo, Bell of the Ball. If you watch the Ingram Angle, he is, of course, the star of Seen and Heard. Uh, he will be stopping by as well. Maybe he brought his Pee Wee Herman suit. <laughs> I'm not making fun of him. He actually has one. That's like something he told me about. We'll get into it on the show. We might as well. We're very pro Pee Wee show. And uh, Mark Wayne Mullen. Oklahoma senator was watching yesterday as the rest of us were when Joe Biden left a Medal of Honor ceremony in the middle of the ceremony. That man belongs in a nursing home, not in the White House. I mean, it's a sad commentary when you're watching the president of the United States walk out of a ceremony when he's not supposed to. And the most shocking part of the whole thing is that he went the right way when he left the stage. Biden's lost his marbles. Really has. Anyway, 888-788-9910 if you want in. Uh, you know the deal. The rules are the same every day. You can be a Republican, you can be a Democrat, you can be a Libertarian, you can be an Independent. All we ever, ever ask is that you don't be a There it is. Happy Wednesday. Here we go. Uh, off to the White House. There's normally some type of razzle-dazzle comedy promo at the beginning. Yesterday we were promoting the Fox shop shop.foxnews.com if you want some Fox Across America merch. The fact that a major media platform is making merch with my name on it just kind of blows my mind. I don't know who greenlit that idea. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Seriously. They should only sell it in my sizes. They're like, sorry, it only comes in husky. (laughs) It only comes. (laughs) You're killing yourself the way you eat. Y'all fat look at you. Whatever. Uh, Listen. At least I'm getting the desired result from the food I eat. I want it. It's good. It's tasty. It does its job. Does the actual vaccine do its job? The answer would be no. No, ma'am. Not even a little. Not even sort of. And why are we back on this subject? Because the vaccine, like the mask before it, okay, is political now. It's bigger than science. It's bigger than whether or not it works. And it has more to do in this day and age with rallying the troops. It's culture war nonsense. Okay, people on the left run 
very aggressively on moral superiority. Okay, they want to know that they're better than these dopey right wing white supremacist misogynist patriarchy enabling jackasses. That's what they feed their base all the time. A steady diet of confirmation bias. Now, we've seen all the studies. Okay, did the vaccine do anything at all to stop transmission of the covid virus? No. In fact, right now, Jill Biden has covid, I believe, for the fourth time. She's been vaxxed twice. (laughs) She's been boosted twice. Okay, if the job of the vaccine is to stop you from getting the thing you've been vaccinated against, then this vaccine is not doing its job. You are correct, sir. But after she tested positive, what did they go back to? The performance theater of Co. Here we go again. Biden's going to be wearing a mask indoors. Now, to be clear, he's only wearing the mask indoors because they don't want him sniffing anybody when the little women and children walk by. Tell them like it is. Okay, but the fact remains we're back to the same performance art. Okay, got to wear a mask again because Jill has COVID. Got to bring back a booster, even though the first ones didn't work. Here's everything you need to know. And this is what makes this show a hit. Okay, for real, this is what makes the show work. It's not my lack of, you know, uh, you know, I don't come from like a, a super duper educational background. I'm not like some type of political expert. Okay, that's not the hook here. Okay, my superpower is the fact that I don't have one. I am a uh, regular person. I don't have any formal broadcast training. They just threw me on the air. And we're like, all right, here we go. It's like it's it's only the radio division, guys. It's not like we gave him a TV show to be all right. But, you know, I love radio. So it's so exciting for me to do this every day. But this is everything you need to know. I have basic observational skills. My background is as a comedian. Uh, When you're on the road making thousands of people laugh, the reason you can do that is you find basic truths that they all know to be true. And then you write jokes that support those truths. Okay, or you either challenge that truth or you, you know, back it up with some type of viewpoint, but you make basic, broad and analytical statements. That's what you do as a comedian. Okay, here is the most basic, broad, analytical statement I can give you on COVID, and it tells you everything you need to know about the fraud of COVID, about the fraud of bringing back masks, of the fraud of mandating more boosters. Okay, if the Biden administration thought we were facing any threat whatsoever from COVID, whether they were or you were or I were, if they thought that was the case, they would shut the border immediately. Oh, wow. Okay, again, if we're in a COVID emergency, if cases are ballooning, it's time to be vigilant. Mask the children. We're bringing back boosters. Okay, you don't let millions of people Walk into your country untested. I think he's got a point. Okay, you don't. That's just not, that's not the way it works. If you have an arson problem in your community, you don't hand out matches and gasoline. Okay? But again, letting millions of people into the country untested, and I'm not, again, trying to cast aspersions on these people. I don't wish them any ill will. They're fleeing cartel violence and food insecurity. Okay, sadly, if you wind up in a liberal city, you're faced with cartel violence and food insecurity. That's true. That is true. I'm not saying it's any prettier over here in some of these towns. Okay, but the reality is, if millions of people are walking around untested, that's kind of a double standard. It's a kind of a way of saying, you don't really care, okay? This is all theater, okay? And it is. Do you remember when Jen Psaki was famously asked this question? Hey, if we've got to lock down the schools, if we can't go to church... How come millions of migrants are allowed to come in without being tested? 
And you remember, she famously said, well, they don't have to be tested because they don't plan on staying long. Saki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. Could you imagine with a straight face said to the American people, no, they walked thousands of miles. Uh, You know, it was a day trip. You know, they were going to go whale watching. The boats were booked up. So they grabbed grandma and all of their earthly possessions. They walked a thousand miles. As you do, we'll go check out America for the day, cross the border illegally, and we'll go back in the morning. They're not staying long. (laughs) Straight clown stuff. Okay, and they're back to clowning again because this becomes a rallying cry on the left. Okay, this is the first. This is how the mandate started. Okay, if you remember this, here is Joe Biden. Okay, Jen Psaki and Doctor. Remember Doctor Anthony Fauci. Fauci's just pulling stuff out of his butt. Well, here they were. Okay, just a month before they mandated the COVID vaccine. This is before. Okay, this is very important that you know this. Okay, the Afghan troop withdrawal occurred in August. Okay, of 2021. But we had negotiated an exit under the Trump administration. Fair enough. We wanted to end the Afghan war. So be it. But then Biden decided to take the troops out ahead of the civilians. What would you do with the brain if you had one? That's a good question to ask him. But the Afghan army didn't hold. It collapsed. We had images of people fleeing the country, holding on to cargo jets, flinging babies over barbed wire fences, knowing that anyone who caught the kid could possibly lead it to a better life than the one it was going to endure under Taliban rule. That was going on in Afghanistan at the time. Okay, it was a massive political fallout for the Democrats. Now, you need to know that because a month before it happened, this was their stance on the vaccine. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand it be mandatory. But Perhaps the federal government should step in and issue mandates. And if not, are you putting the needs of unvaccinated people ahead of the needs of vaccinated people? I think the question here, one, that's not the role of the federal government. Um, That is the role that institutions, private sector entities, uh, and others may take. That certainly is appropriate. Also, local communities uh, are going to take steps they need to take. I don't think you'll ever see a mandating of vaccine, particularly for the general public. I mean, are you kidding me? Step into my office. Why? Because you're fired. Okay, No vaccine. No, I wouldn't mandate it. It's not the government's job. We've never done that. I don't think you'll ever see it. Then what did you see? The Afghan collapse, which resulted in what? A depleted base. Morale was crushed amongst the Democrats. Hey, we elected this Biden guy, and he's living up to Barack Obama's prophecies. Remember, Barack Obama famously got caught saying on the campaign trail, never underestimate Joe's ability to things up. Robert Gates famously said, Joe Biden, bless his heart. It's been wrong about every major consequential foreign policy decision of the last four decades. Come on, man. Okay, and he had another one in Afghanistan. So what did they do? They wanted to rally the troops, the people who needed moral superiority. They made the vaccine mandatory and said, come on, let's get them. And that's all the vaccine is. That's all it is right now in this moment. The reason it's coming back is you're looking at polling right now that says 70% of the country doesn't even want Biden to run again, okay? 70% of Democrats don't want him to run. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. So the only way you can mobilize the troops in this instance, they've indicted Trump four times. They're trying to take him off the ballot in some states. They're spreading this narrative now that he's not eligible to run under the Constitution. It was made up by these sick people. Okay, but the point is they're trying everything known to man 
but it's not sticking. Nobody cares. Okay, nobody's showing up to vote for Biden. They don't care. Okay, a guy under four indictments on the other side of the aisle, if he's tied or leading Biden, that means Joe Biden is a disaster to the American people. I agree with that. Okay, you don't need the Obama clip to agree with it. Seventy percent of the country says we're headed in the wrong direction. So they bring back theater like this because it gives their side something to rally around, just like the mask is the red MAGA hat for liberals. The mask doesn't work. Okay, the Cochrane study flat out said it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Okay, not on a broad level, not on a personal level. It does not work. If you're wearing a mask, it's because you want people to know you're a liberal or you've been horrified into believing you need that mask. Okay, there's no other reason to have it on in terms of stopping the spread. We played you a great clip over the weekend of Fauci on CNN, straight up saying it's the greatest thing in the world. They're like, well, the study says masks had zero effect at a population level. And Fauci goes, well, well, you don't understand. Maybe not at a population level, but on an individual level it worked. Yo, if it worked on an individual level, that would add up to it working on a population level. Correct the mundo. <laughs> like, no, no, it, for individual people it worked. Well, if it worked for individual people, then it would have reduced the overall number. Bingo. Here's Kareem Jean-Pierre trying to rally the troops on nothing more than bull****. Clip one. Uh, we encourage uh, Americans to get those vaccines. We know, we know that these Let's... vaccines work, right? We know when people stay up to date with their vaccine, that works. That, wait, wait. We know when people stay up to date on that vaccine, it works? <clears throat> Jill Biden has, been, has gotten four shots. Four shots. And she has COVID right now. So is that the vaccine working? <clears throat> <laughs> Yo, Don't give me this argument about lessening symptoms. A vaccine is there to stop you from getting. You don't get get like half polio. Well, I got the thank God I got the polio vaccine because I only have half polio. Yeah, I got some measles. Yeah, a little bit of measles. Not I would have had more measles had I not gotten the vaccine. No, it either stops it or it doesn't. Nobody ever announces, hey, my wife's expecting a baby, but thank God we wore a condom or we would have been a hell of a whole lot more pregnant than we are. That's not how it works. It either works or it doesn't work. Okay, when Jill Biden's gotten four shots and she doesn't have uh, inoculation, she's still getting the virus. It means it doesn't work. Okay, but when they come out and they take these stances, it's because it rallies the troops. It gives them another opportunity at self-righteousness. Do you remember this news cycle? not getting vaccines it's time to start shaming them because frankly we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated that f- them f- their freedom i want my freedom to live no screw your freedom you're a schmuck for not wearing a mask we have to stop coddling the morons who will not get the shot shame on you <laughs> that was absolutely dreadful screw you screw your freedom stop coddling the morons you got to get the shot because it'll stop you from getting COVID. No, it won't. Okay. They didn't bring back the shot because it works. They're bringing back the shot because nothing else has worked politically. No pain, 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 no Shot, shot, shot. 
Listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The Will Kane Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Kane as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Oh, girl! It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. And I'm telling you right now, the masks are back in town. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? It's crazy. They love to rally around this type of division. Here's Karine Jean-Pierre. She's talking about Biden wearing a mask indoors. Clip two. President Biden tested negative last night for COVID-19 and tested negative again today. He's not experiencing any symptoms. As far as the steps he is taking, since the president was with the first lady yesterday, he will be masking while indoors and around people in alignment with CDC guidance. And as as has been the practice in the past, the president will remove his mask when sufficiently distanced from others indoors and while outside as well. This is ridiculous. And to be clear, did Biden observe those COVID guidelines yesterday at the Medal of Honor ceremony? The answer would be no. No, he was nose to nose (laughs) with the Medal of Honor recipient uh, after she gives you that guidance. Now he's going to be staying away, wear a mask where he's supposed to, mask where he's not supposed to. And what's the first thing Biden does? He walks right up to a Medal of Honor recipient in his 80s, nose to nose. We have a president that is clearly not all there. I mean, yeah, this is, of course, before he just randomly leaves the stage. (laughs) He just puts the medal around the guy's neck and he's like, I'm good. Guess I'll just get out of here now. (laughs) Just walked away. It's crazy. But you understand when she's outlining these guidelines, when she's talking about the president doing it, it's, it's theater. It's political theater. Okay, do not be scared. Do not be scared. Okay, they're not scared. You understand? They left the border open. They're letting millions of people come into the country. Okay, if they thought this was something dangerous, it ain't open, girlfriend. Okay, believe me. And that's the point. When The CDC said the guidelines. Yeah, you know what else the CDC said? That the vaccine would stop you from getting COVID. And there are thousands of people listening around the country right now who have COVID as we speak. Yet the Democrats are telling them to go out and get the vaccine again. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. They're playing higher ground by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, probably some type of uh, gesture of encouragement towards this next guest's hometown Cincinnati Bengals, Uh, uh, who uh, kick uh, off against the Browns this weekend. Not only the superstar host of America's Newsroom, 
but probably the only guy I know who could be at an Irish wedding this weekend, an actual Irish wedding, and be functioning for cable news <laughs> two days later. Bill Hammer yeah, is here. To how sh- you doing, Jimmy? Great, man. <clears throat> I feel like it's the new year or something like that. It, you it know? There's, a new, a, there's a new thing coming around. I, 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 I need an introduction yep. to the facility in which I sit. This is a lot. Like, we're in mm. a new stadium. It's like the Raiders moved to Vegas. This is like Sophie Tell yeah. Stadium or whatever, Allegiant Stadium. Sophie Tells it. Yeah, not uh, yeah. Sophie. I know. Sophie Tells. Sophie. I know. Sophie. Sophie is in LA, LA where, you're, where the Rams played the Bengals. I was there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the Raiders are about to host one uh, in their stadium. Uh-huh. I was in Vegas last week while you were yucking it up. I was uh, at the Green Valley Ranch. Uh-huh. Nice, seventeen hundred seats. Wow. Strong. A lot of passion. I, what town is that in? So Green Valley is technically Vegas is the address, but it's yeah. Henderson down the road. Got it. Okay. And uh, very close to the stadium. And uh, they were pumped up because they're not only getting NFL football like the rest of us, but they're getting the Super Bowl. Yes. So what's the mood at Club Hammer? Are we optimistic about the Bengals? Or um, the I, I think uh, we are cautiously optimistic. I think there are a lot of guys that are thinking really big things, mm-hmm. and that scares me. Yeah. There's, it's uh, true. Like, take it down a notch. Mm-hmm. They haven't even stepped on the field yet. You got to be Cleveland for crying out loud. <laughs> then once we beat Cleveland, you know we can start, you know, thinking about bigger things. And that's tough because the Bengals don't traditionally get out of the gate well. They lost to the Steelers last year yeah. in a missed field goal extra to- a point yes. fracas. So you don't know, but it's still exciting. It's a time. You know for what's extraordinary about that game? I know you care because I'm going to tell you right now. Yep. Right? By the way, I brought something home from Ireland. It's it's going to get worse by the day. Oh, it's had a, a, the first day I got there, I had a cold. Uh huh. And I just fought through it, powered through it. Uh-huh. Guinness after Guinness. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did, Ever. Well, no, I think it's gone to my sinuses, and tomorrow's <laughs> going to be a rocking day. So the Bengals' star quarterback gets an appendicitis the day after Sports Illustrated takes his picture in July of last year. Yep. Loses 25 pounds. Comes back. They blow the game. Mm-hmm. But during the game, their long snapper pulls his bicep tendon. This. They don't have a second. They don't have a backup snapper. Few teams do. Mm-hmm. And so they shank three extra points and they Remember lose that. the game. Messy and that, game. That's what happened there. So all I'm saying, Jimmy, is, you know, the dreams are big. <laughs> Let's just slow our roll for a little bit here. I, you want, I kind of feel like you're the teacher and I'm the student. The setup and, in this new studio, <laughs> if you're not watching on Fox News, is I'm at like this big mega desk. I'm at like a mothership. Uh-huh. It's very much like a late night talk show. We had this, Emily was in here yesterday also at the reduced seat because we used to be at the same table Uh and we had like this just back and forth like we were co-hosting a show for 10 minutes and now you are this clearly (laughs) delineated (laughs) little guest over there. I'm watching the monitor just to see what this looks like. He's actually sitting in the, you know those smaller chairs they have at the dentist? There's a little kid's reading rack. He's reading a highlights. Fun with the purpose right now. I'm filling in the uh, the color (laughs) thing that they had. Where you, where you find the, um, yeah. the Bill, things on the list. Yeah, that. Bill, he's doing a word scramble. Bill Hemmer in studio doing a word scramble. You know, I was doing a morning radio show this morning. I'll tell you a funny story you came up. We were talking What's about. What's interesting about this setup what? is that it forces me to lay back. Yeah, it's good. And then I just let you do your thing. Every, I, yeah. I will be your Ed McMahon. Thank you. That's all you're doing now. You know who you are. If you look at it like sports, okay, you're just posting up in the corner. You're Steve Kerr on the Bulls. Yes. You're just going to hit threes yeah, from the I'm, outside. I'm, I'm Ron Harper. That's all you are. Fifth man. You, you want to be Jeff Hornacek. Shout yeah. out to Abby and her oh, dad. Abby. We're, we're going to kick it out to you in the wing. Hammer's going to hit a three. It's all you got to do now. Dishing and swishing, as they say. Dishing and swishing. As you were. Thank you. So I was on a morning show uh, promoting my stand-up special. Everybody listening knows this, but at the Paramount in Huntington, 
Friday night, October the 13th, I'm filming a one-hour stand-up special for Fox News. Yes, I know that. It's exciting stuff. It'll air on Fox Nation and everything. It'll come out in January, but we tape it in Mm -hmm. October. Uh, During the promotional rounds today, uh, someone brought up the fact that you would be uh, the best designated driver ever. I was on a Long Island radio station, WRCN. Shout uh-huh. out to the great Jay Oliver. Woo. He was talking about Hemmer on election night and how you know every county in America. Uh-huh. And he goes, now, Bill Hemmer, that's a guy who would know the back roads, who could get you home. I said, the only problem is you have to get him away from the vodka sodas. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know that. It's, re- it's not the vodka sodas, no, I know, I'm aware. It's uh, the vodka tonic. Yeah, well, that's what it is. It's tonic. <laughs> With all due respect, sir, uh-huh. I didn't mean to insult you. Okay, but the point is, it was expert analysis because you would, in fact, you would know those counties. You would be a good guy for that. I just don't know that I'm hiring you. So what I what I offered is, I offered though, you would be a great wingman. You have a designated driver, but Hemmer would be the drunk guy I sat in the front seat, right? Which is still high praise. I'd appreciate that. Yeah, because yeah. you'd know the counties, I, I you'd know don't the roads. Disagree with that. Fair. Okay, good point. Kind of like being a good wingman now. Yeah, thank you. A little so bit. Right? Over there in the seat, Steve Kerr. See what you did there? You just chimed just, in and hit another just shot. Give me the ball. Filling up the box score. <laughs> Bill Hammer just draining buckets. Uh, talk, wow. talk. I kind of missed the Star Wars setup. Listen, man. I had I had it's, this yesterday. Where did we put all the stuff? There's going to be an adjustment period. Uh, it's everywhere. Uh-huh. Some of it's in my office. Some of it's back home. Where I like it. Is aesthetically, it's pretty. It's a big production number. It looks cool on camera. Yeah. Where I'm going to miss it is for people that aren't us, meaning people who talk for a living and are fun and spontaneous. Uh-huh. It was very helpful with lawmakers who don't know how to leave their talking points behind because you could break it up. Yeah. And be like, so what do you think of the Millennium Falcon? You know what I mean? <laughs> you just get into it. And then you get a oh, human uh, reaction. Have you heard of that CIA operation? <laughs> <laughs> they tip their hands. Right. Oh, how did you know yeah, we drowned? Know. <laughs> who are you, Jimmy Fela. Fela guy. What, what do you think of He-Man? Oh, you knew about that black ops squad? <laughs> right. oh, gosh. How'd that information get to no, you? No, I just... like the Cali license plate. That's oh, it's cool. funky. And it rotates. It gets fancy. There's some oh, Texas, some Arizona. Nice. You know, we're on Nationwide. It's the least we can do. Right. So I interrupted you. No, no, and it's fine, and I love it. But yes, the, the toys came in handy because it got you personal moments out of people. Because what, what I'm trying to do, for real, is I'm always trying to get you the person behind the politics. Because the luxury you have in radio is time. You know, you could have a guy on for 15 minutes and they know where they stand politically. So if you can give them some insight into the person, it's actually pretty helpful. So that's where the toys come from. But what I'm finding now is we get into that's not in this room. That's somebody else's phone that just beeped. But what I'm finding is. Is it mine? No, it might, it might have been a tech because there was one going too. off during the show earlier in the show. Somebody might have left the phone behind. But um, live radio, folks, you get inside, you get to stand yeah. behind the magician and mm. see what's happening. Right <laughs> hey, yeah. choke out that rabbit. <laughs> But what I was going to say is when we're in a crowded field, okay, we're getting ready for debate number two. I think moments that showcase personality, I think candidates would be wise to embrace them, meaning it's hard to drive a policy wedge between a lot of these people. But I think if you got out there and flexed a little you know, I, people power. I, I guess the thing that comes to mind is mm-hmm. prior to debate number one, Vivek Ramaswamy's at yeah. the Iowa State Fair rapping Eminem songs. Thanks. There you go. And, I mean, that, that video hit everybody's TV yep. screen. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it was all over social media. Mm-hmm. So he, he created a viral moment for himself. Yep. And he wasn't bad at it. No, right? he, he had shots. How, how about the tennis without the shirt? How about uh, that? Probably a step too far for me. But, <laughs> um, but he's got a good forehand. And whomever was on the other side of the net was putting that ball exactly 
in the same spot each time. Did you see that? <laughs> it might have been a jugs machine. Yeah. I'm not sure. It was very consistent. Yes, very, very. <laughs> Did you notice that too? Yeah. It's very consistent. Right back. Just give like, it right here. Who is this guy yeah. and how is he not favored? Will he hire Djokovic and didn't put him in frame? <laughs> right. I'm like, wow, what's your budget for this video? You got Djokovic off camera. Nice. Bill Hemmer's in studio. He yes. says this open should be closed. Uh, let's talk about it. So this is the other thing I was thinking. Yes. Uh, getting past personality because at this stage running for president is a lot like running for class president and that you do need Mm -hmm. to connect with people especially in a broad field but the other thing i was talking about earlier was on a policy level it seems like the conversation is drifting back towards covid because of the jill positive test the white house talking up boosters and stuff do you think on some level this might benefit desantis to get the conversation over to covid it's great thought haven't thought about it until now in fact you had marty mccary on this morning you know, he, he's not a fan of this mask yeah. stuff at oh, all. No, not at and all. And has not been a fan for no. a long time. He's an OG. Yeah, and I had Mike yeah. Pence on earlier today, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's trying to carve out this conservative lane for himself, which might which might be effective. I mean, he's yeah. at 2%. Yeah. He's at 4% if you take Trump out. Yeah. Um, so he, he's got a ways to go. But I thought he had an interesting message. Mm-hmm. But with regard to COVID, if this thing comes back, I, I think it would be very interesting to see how the country reacts to it. Mm-hmm. I've already seen some of these elementary schools in Maryland Crazy. phone the parents and say, we got three cases here. Every kid is required to wear a mask for the next 10 days. And I, I don't know. I just I stopped there, and I, I think, what have we learned over the last three years? Mm-hmm. What was that all worth? Because we're vaxxed twice. Mm-hmm. Some of us are boosted. Mm-hmm. I am. There you go. Some people are boosted twice, like the first lady. Mm-hmm. And some people have had COVID twice on top of that. Yeah. So w- what's this all about? It, it seems to me that we're back on square one. Yeah. And the benefit <clears throat> for those who get COVID now is the drug Paxlovid. Yeah. And that's what you need yeah. if you're an adult and mm-hmm. you need help and you get real sick. Yeah. That's almost a therapeutic. Yeah. And I mean, but that's basically become the sales pitch for COVID. You know, it was supposed to be a shot blocker initially, so to speak. It was Dikembe Mutombo. You're exactly right. <laughs> it was going to wag the De- finger. When Deborah Burks, who yeah. I, I really enjoyed listening to her, mm-hmm. explain this pandemic to us from the White House briefing yeah. room. People listened to her and they yep. respected her. And she came out with this book. She came on and she did our show. And I said, but you guys, you guys didn't sell yeah. the vaccine uh-huh. accurately. Yeah. She says, we were wrong for that. Mm-hmm. So you, you were basically saying, if you get the shot, you're good. Yeah. Well, we all got the shot, and we <laughs> just had to wait for the next iteration of the virus to come yeah, around. Yeah. I know. Think about it. So that's the part where I think people have obviously every right to skepticism, but I also think that's why it's become like a – it's almost a culture war thing now. The mask, in a weird way, is a MAGA hat for people on the left, some of them. Because it's a public stance yeah. to take that I didn't do that. And, you know, obviously there's the other position, which is the actual MAGA hat. But I feel like the sad reality of a country where you fight each other harder than your political opponents mm-hmm. is how you wind up back at this junction. Where we didn't have, like, that collective what-did-we-learn moment. The thing you just discussed. Yeah. Something yeah. I saw you guys say on Newsroom today. One of the rare instances where I had the sound off. <laughs> yeah, it's usually a better show with the sound off. They just they look like they're having fun. You don't need to hear this stuff, but stick with me. Is uh, Dana actually said when you guys were tossing, I think it was the McCary interview. She's like, what's the point of doing all these studies if we're not actually going to acknowledge any of the data? Right. Because the Cochrane study basically said the mask was a waste of time for right. all intents and purposes. Right. But it's, it is coming back. And, and we, we knew about that yes. study when, when we were all masking up. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. I don't know, Hammer. I think this is mm. why I stick to football when you're on. Nobody wants to. T- it's too much division. Uh, let me throw this one at you while yes. I got you here. Uh, we have uh, 
as we speak, we're about 23 days away from debate number two. If mm-hmm. my, my information is right, 22, 23. Yeah, you got Varney up there Perino, in Perino. Varney. That's a banger. Yeah. I have theories on Varney. I've confronted him about this on the air. Oh. Okay. Me and Varney are tight. I do a show every Tuesday. Good, good egg. Yes, But is. I told him that he's, I, I've accused him formally on the air of faking the accent because it makes everyone sound <laughs> smarter. <laughs> everyone sound, if you That's put clever. If you put Stuart Varney's accent on me, yeah. like, I'm like a valedictorian right now. <laughs> I, I'm Douglas Murray who comes <laughs> on the channel. Some of people are copying off me on test if I show up with that accent. I like it. What are we talking about? But here's the last thing I'm going to throw at you. We're going to look up. I haven't looked it up until you got here. We're going to look up the line on the Bengals game. And you're going to tell me is that what it is right now? Mm-hmm. The Browns are getting two and a half at home. At home, Ooh. here's what I think is oh, that. What? What's no, wrong? Continue. I want your analysis. But what first. I think is that we're starting to realize, you know, once college football weekend kicks off, which you just did, then the NFL gets rolling. You stop and you ask yourself, what the hell was I doing with my life for the last three months? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's so much great action in yep. this game. And I think what the NFL reminds us on Thursday night, there's a reason why the Biden team chose to advertise during the Lions-Chiefs game. Mm -hmm. Because in a bifurcated country, Mm -hmm. it is really hard to get 10 million people doing the same thing at the same time. Yep. Everything is so niched out right now. I mean, I would say outside of the NFL, there's just this interview. I don't know anything else. That, Likely. Yeah, has that broad of a new, swath of... This new with this new studio? Space. With Hammer setting up as Ow. Steve Kerr in the corner? <laughs> right. We can't be stopped well, right look, now. Look, look a little too late. Oh, sorry. This look is a little, little too, too shot, late. Yeah. A little too laid back there. <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> I didn't see that. It's a sweep, sweet gambit. Yes. No, I, I agree with you. That's the power of the NFL. And again, this is where I always say this, Bill, is I say that certain entities, sports are a great example, that serve as common culture, would do more good. I'm not dismissing them or their political or intellectual contributions, mm-hmm. but I would argue that they could do more good by staying in their lane, if only, because they won't alienate yeah. any percentage of society. Yeah, I get it, but the reason why they get out of their lane is because they realize they have the, the, the power yeah, that they course, have. Yeah, of course, yeah, the power crude. to do it. But, it's, but yeah. it's, it's a different era to do it, though, because like I grew up as like a Muhammad Ali fan. Like He actually lost the heavyweight title mm-hmm. taking a stand, whereas nowadays your activism might get you a sneaker deal. You know, it's kind of a yeah. di- it's it's or a reverse, not. yeah. It, it goes kind of goes both ways. Right. Well, if you're in his canter, yeah, probably uh, not. You know, we can't, can't <laughs> not, touch not him. Not even a sneaker deal. No, you can't even write on your own sneaker with a magic marker. <laughs> My man Enos, it's crazy. All right, Hammer. So here's the analysis yes, you needed because yeah. you're right. The NFL is a monster. I'm thrilled to have it back. Right? And Are, I, am I wrong? Oh, it's the greatest. I think it's the biggest monster in. There's nothing. And, close and, to and it. I, th- you know what? I think the big winner is this year already mm-hmm. is is Google. Yeah. They're gonna because have, yep. they have the YouTube. Yep. Sorry, they have the Direct TV. Yeah, now. they're gonna get. They're gonna get it. And there's another thing. There's big market visibility in a unique way this year because the Jets are gonna be relevant no matter what happens because Aaron Rodgers. Okay, fair. and that's not always the case. Yeah, but they're coming into this as the high. He's the um, hard knocks team. There'll yeah. be a, you know, a high expectation, yeah, yeah. good team. And uh, it'll make the league interesting because we'll have a couple of teams that aren't usually formidable, and they're going to be high-profile primetime players. Yeah. Do you see a lot of Jets this year? Uh, no. I agree with that. Continue. Mm-hmm. Okay, but here's the analysis. This matters. In the NFL, yeah. home underdogs of three points or less, which would be the Browns, they cover that game about 72% That's fine. of the time. And listen, we can, loo- we can win by a point and be fine. <laughs> All right? You're just saying it's, don't bet the game. It's still a W. So Hammer you says. You know, if Shooter McPherson kicks a field goal with, <laughs> with no time left and you're down two, you great. still get back on the plane and fly south and win. So Hammer says you bet the money line. You bet him as a pick em. You don't lay the three. No, you. you don't I lay mean, the this two. is your. I don't gamble. I know, on, of course. I, I don't gamble on the NFL. Yeah. No, no, you, nor should you. All I care about is my team winning. Thank you. 
It's a good point. I, I'm, uh, no, it's a speech I, I give Lincoln Fellow all the time. We're leaving Yankee Stadium. I go, imagine <laughs> you bet the run line on this game. The Yankees won, and you're mad. Right. I mean, you don't want to be that guy. Uh-huh. You just need the W. Does Lincoln ever say, Dad, what's the run line? No, no, he knows. Because too. I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's for your own good. That's why you're hosting America's Newsroom and not Fox Across America. A wise career choice was made by one of us several years back. It's bearing its fruit as we speak. Bill Hammer, excellent job on the wing today. Thank you, brother. Um, I look forward to coming back to the comfy confines. <laughs> yes, sir. Four fifteen. All right, play us out, band. <laughs> the show that's crashing the establishment party. I don't recall seeing your name on the guest list. Nothing to be embarrassed about. I sometimes go by my maiden name. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon doing the dang thing at 888-788-9910. Next hour, we get some Raymond Arroyo action. We'll talk to Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. But right now, just a little more you and me time. It is fascinating what's going on right now uh, in media because we've got this moment here where 87 people are running for the Republican nomination no serious person actually thinks Joe Biden is going to go the distance. They I'm, Listen, they don't. I'm not. There's no way to look at this guy and be like, no, no, he's got this. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, you don't listen to that guy and go, no, no, I'm, I'm all the way with this guy. This guy's, got, this guy's got it in the back. But the reason I bring that up is because the media, okay, understand, the media wants to elect a Democratic president no matter who it is. It's the only thing they care about, okay? These are activists that are masquerading as journalists. So they're starting to ask tough questions of Biden, if only because they want to buy back some credibility. So when we get to the next election cycle and there is a new Democrat to push, Okay, they have more credibility to waste conning you into voting for them. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, there it is. Back in action. Big hour coming your way on Fox Across America. The radio buddy Jimmy Fallon doing the dang thing at 888 888- Seven eight eight nine nine one zero. Raymond Arroyo coming by in this hour. You probably watch him on the Ingram Angle all the time. He is not a medical professional, but you don't have to be to watch our elected leaders and know that it's time for term limits. He knows what he's talking about. Sorry to do this to you, folks, but if you looked around Washington, D.C. lately, I've seen younger faces on money. Hey, there it is. That was the worst thing I ever heard. Just being silly, but we talk in this hour about uh, the aging leadership class in this country. Why? Not just because Biden is walking out of ceremonies mid-ceremony because he's just decided he's done. Uh, But we've got this recurring, I don't know how you'd, what you'd even call it, but the Mitch McConnell situation seems to be getting worse by the public appearance. If he glitched out last week. Uh, And it was a real rough situation to watch, and you generally feel for the guy. But then we got a letter from his physician saying he was A-OK. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. So Rand Paul is an actual doctor, Kentucky senator, with a bit of a medical background, okay, decided he's not buying the inadequate explanation for Mitch McConnell's incidents. And I bring this up. Why? Okay, nobody wants to leave Washington. There's a couple of things in play here. 
Number one is, okay, most of the government is a uniparty. They're not Republicans. They're not Democrats. They're uniparty, okay? They're at the tippy top of the gravy train. They're eating all the good lobbyist dinners. They're getting all the stock tips. They're making money. They like power. It's a pretty cushy lifestyle. They were just on break for like seven weeks, okay? It's a pretty good gig if you can get your hands on it. And people don't want to leave it, okay? And the only way you're ever going to get term limits is if the people themselves vote against their own interests. It's the same thing with stock tips. Every time somebody brings up, oh, we got to limit the stock trading in Congress. Do you think anyone in Congress is actually going to vote to limit their own access to stock information? <laughs> but th- I mean, it's unfortunate, but you've got a job that pays $170,000 a year, by all means, a fantastic salary. Yet somehow people who work for 10 years at $170,000 a year walk away with $30 million in the bank. That's not right. I mean, it's not if they don't have some other side hustle. It would seem weird. Okay, but the point is they're never going to vote themselves off the gravy train. And it's the same thing for term limits, but there's a reality right now is we find ourselves in a unique position where you've got Biden who is, you know, Joe Biden again. I wish him no ill will. He's the only person and only president in history that makes a sign language interpreter shrug. I mean, think about that. You're the sign language interpreter. Okay, for anyone who can sign, play along in the car. I'm going to set you up. Okay, you tell me what the sign is for this last word. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. Does anybody have a sign for that? The answer would be no. Okay, we have a president you can't play Scrabble with because he's making up words. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Okay. Then you've got this Mitch McConnell situation. Okay. And Mitch McConnell, there's a couple of things hanging in the balance. Obviously, they don't want to want to resign the position because then they've got a Democratic governor that would appoint his replacement, could change the balance of power in the Senate. Very similar to what's going on with Dianne Feinstein right now out in California, although they have a Democratic governor. Okay. They don't want her to leave right now because it would change the politics on the ground and the potential implications for who would replace her if it was maybe something like Adam Schiff, who is you know as big of a dirtbag as we've ever met in our politics. So rather than having just an honest conversation that puts the American people first, an honest conversation that centers around their ability to serve in their capacity and function on behalf of their constituents, we're just looking into, you know, what we can say to protect their seat, to protect their access to power. And it's a situation that obviously puts you, the citizen, the taxpayer, second. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America last. But again, this is not just Biden. OK, this is all of Washington. Just to be clear, most politicians don't work for us. OK, we're living in a different world now. And this is the whole point of my show is that every day. I try to get the people who will listen to the show, who, you know, kind of follow politics to understand that we are all on the same team. Like we don't discuss it enough. OK, but the truth is, if you're a Democrat, you're a libertarian, you're an independent, you're a Republican, we're all on the same American team. Like as the country goes, we go. OK, we get dressed in the same lo- locker room like we literally get dressed in the same locker room now, <laughs> whether you're a boy or a girl, just take it off. It's just the way it is. Jeez, kids. They don't like the co-ed locker rooms. They're going to hate the drag shows coming to kindergarten this fall. (laughs) It's a wild time to be alive. Okay. But let me play it for you. Okay. Here is, and it's unfortunate. Okay. CNN of all places. CNN. Okay. 
throwing the challenge flag on this diagnosis. CNN is the worst. Maybe so, but you can give them credit for telling the truth. Okay, in this instance, here's Dr. Jonathan Reiner on CNN Clip 13. I'm unaccustomed to saying that I agree with Senator Paul, but I agree with with Senator Paul. I I take care of plenty of folks who have uh, lightheadedness, either uh, in the setting of uh, dehydration from uh, working outside in in the, you know, hot, you know, D.C. summer or after uh, an illness like influenza or even COVID. And most people with lightheadedness feel lightheaded. They feel a little woozy. Maybe maybe they feel they have to sit down. Uh, patients with lightheadedness don't present with this sort of staring off into the periphery, unable to speak for 10 to, to 30 seconds. That's very consistent with a focal seizure. Uh, it would be it would be really better for the senator's team to just be a little bit more more transparent because, you know, that explanation is a, is a little laughable. And that's essentially what he's saying. The explanation coming from McConnell's doctor is he's perfectly fine. Come on, don't bullshit me. That's what they went with. Okay, Brett Baer, okay, as impartial of a broadcaster as you're ever going to find anywhere on your television set. Okay, for real, if you wanted to talk about people who call a fair fight right down the middle every day, like I work in media, like I watch, I know all these people, they're wonderful people. What I'm doing around them, I have no idea. <laughs> in the drinking story of my life, this will become very funny right that someday. Until then, you know, it's a job. Okay, but Perino, Hammer, straight, straight news down the middle. Brett Baer, Martha's phenomenal in that way. Okay, straight down the middle. Okay, this is it. They're, you know, they're not out there being opinion journalists so much as they're giving you a real measured take on what's happening. Okay, there's a reason guys like Brett Baer are moderating presidential debates. There's a reason Dana Perino's moderating the next presidential debate with Stuart Varney. But here is Baer being honest, okay? Calls a fair fight, very critical of the Democrats, but here he is throwing a challenge flag on the McConnell situation, clip 11. He's obviously trying to show that he's continuing business as usual, but we've seen dozens and dozens of these speeches from then-Senate Majority Leader and now-Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. And Martha, it's clear he's lost a step in his vibrance and his presentation. The doctors are saying uh, he's cleared to go, but there is is still whispering up on Capitol Hill about uh, how well he can do in that position. Okay, and again, that's a fair assessment. They are whispering. They are concerned. Why? Because here's the clip of McConnell, okay? It's a weird clip because he's just going to freeze up. It's not like you're going to hear him do anything crazy. But I want you to hear this clip, and then I will give you what this was actually diagnosed as, clip nine. Sorry, I had a hard time hearing you. That's okay. What are your thoughts on running for re-election in 2026? What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election. Oh, that's right. Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? Yes. All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. Senator. Benny. This could be a problem. Okay, just the poor guy. Okay, glitches out. I'm not happy about it. It's not good. It's a tough situation. But what did they tell us with a straight face? I was dehydrated. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Dehydration. Okay, we've all been dehydrated. We've all been thirsty. It has never forced us to stare off into the space for 30 seconds at a loss for words or motor function. And again, I'm not happy this is happening to him. But there's a reason. 
Okay, it's being sold to us as such. Okay, this is a tit-for-tat scenario. Like in the mafia, I'll give you a good example. Okay, sometimes mafia you know, families don't want to start crime wars because if they're going to pick off this guy, that means they're going to pick off that guy. We don't want that guy to go. They'll pick off this guy. So there's a reason nobody in either party, okay, really wants to start having this conversation about term limits. It's like, well, if they go after McConnell, they're going to go after Feinstein. If they go after Feinstein, they might go after Biden. You know what I mean? If they go after Biden, they might go after Fetterman. Okay? The idea that I can rattle off this many names as quickly as I can is a sad state of affairs for the country we live in. That's true. That is true. Okay, I shouldn't be able to name all the players <laughs> in the potential game of musical chairs. Okay, but here is Rand Paul. Man who could practice medicine reacting to this diagnosis, clip 12. I think it's an inadequate explanation to say this is dehydration. Well, I've practiced medicine for 25 years, and it doesn't look like dehydration to me. It looks like a focal neurologic event. That doesn't mean it's incapacitating, doesn't mean he can't serve, but it means that somebody ought to wake up and say, wow, this looks like a seizure. But they don't want to do that because it's another whole you know, can of worms. But sadly, like for Mitch McConnell, okay, he is not in a capacity where, you know, you'd expect him to be serving in in a high stakes operation if he's going to glitch out from time to time. Now, is something he's dealing with treatable? Has it previously been diagnosed? Will he be okay? I don't know. Okay. And, And I hope so. I hope we're in a manageable situation. But the reality is, okay, he's not the only guy serving at the tippy-top upper echelon of our government, okay, who's in this position. And that's the bigger concern. As a guy who gets on the air and kind of roots for the country over the party, okay, I'm willing to have McConnell primary. I'm willing to have McConnell replaced if it also means we're going to replace the Fettermans, the Feinsteins, and the Bidens of the world because it would mean we were replacing them with people who were in a better capacity to serve. Sadly, that's not going to be the conversation that's had because we're living in a country where the politics come before the people, where the party become comes before the people, which is why we'll continue to be led by the cast of Cocoon. I got a bad feeling about this. The show that connects you to people in high places. It's like the most important man in the world standing here, and you got a conversation going with each other. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You know, in baseball, they say that you always bat your best hitter third. I bring that up. Why? Because technically speaking, we launched in a new studio yesterday. This is our third in-studio guest. How about that? Emily Campagno in the leadoff spot. Good smack contact hitter gets on base. Bill Hammer comes in bat second. He's Aaron Judge, probably of Fox News, going to give you the power, going right. to get on base. And now Raymond Arroyo out of the locker room crowd. I mean, they're into it. Thank you. There, he is on the balcony. Gave us the full papal greeting. The full, the full Evita. I like. It was great. It was great. Raymond is just think about Fox. Like if you visit the Vatican on a Sunday, yes. Once in a while, you know they throw the blanket out the Pope's window, and he's going to come out and give an address. That's correct. People don't know that if you're at the Fox News headquarters, once in a while, you see a blanket come out the window. Arroyo is going to show up. That's, I'm going to throw a, a picture book down to the crowd. Yes, That's what happens. A I toss picture books and insults out. Folks, the upcoming book, The Magnificent Mischief of Tad Lincoln, is coming our way courtesy of Raymond Arroyo, who is back in the studio. Third guest, a piece of history. I should have dedicated that to your son, Lincoln. Lincoln Fala. Uh, i got to be honest. He, he might be because it's the second day of the school year. He might still be acknowledging books right now. Give him a day or two. Give him a day or two. It's been a week or two. It, yeah. it kind of grifts over to video. 
video and more TikTok and stuff like that. But it's good to see you, man. Great to see nice you. Nice to have friend. you here on the set of the Tonight Back Show. Back from the road. Yeah, this is a, what are you calling this now? <laughs> what, what are you calling this setup? It's very odd because there are one, two, three empty chairs facing me, yeah. which really is kind of. I'm I, waiting for Ed McMahon and Doc to come in to fill the <laughs> remainder of the. Well, yeah, you and I are the only two people who get that reference. Yes. Kids, that was a show back in the Stone Age when people watched television. <laughs> that, well, that, that other chair's for the house band. They're oh, coming I see. In. Oh, they're coming. Well, I'm, I, I won't tell you about my house band just yet. <laughs> well, I, th- I think what they did to me to scare me into working harder. Because I have been, very, I've been fortunate on the road. Like I'm selling tickets on the road doing stand up. I love it. But this reminds me of the gigs you start out doing, where mostly empty <laughs> seats. So maybe this is a way of telling me to work hard. Drunk that wanders in. Yeah. Thank you, Jimmy it's, Fallon. It's not I, the, I'll, it's, I'll take that as a new. As a <laughs> it's compliment. not the intimate theater now with the backstage meet and greet. It's the far away guest. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm actually he's in studio, but I'm interviewing him over the phone. Yes, there's <laughs> a bubble zone around him. Uh, Jimmy has his own bubble zone. Is this? Did the courts demand this? If you keep a certain distance from all the other. Employees, I'm or? wearing a shock collar. There's yeah. a lot happening. <laughs> the like, ankle bracelet, if you they, get too close to the guest. They hit the button upstairs. Listen, there's a reason they make us watch those videos once a year. Well, with that's the lawyer why president. Emily was so willing to come and do the show yeah. from here. Because she felt it was safe a finally. Barrier. Yeah, yeah. Up until yesterday, it's been all phoners for me and Campania. Oh, I see. Like she's you and st- Shamu. They keep the, the <laughs> splash a, area. A splash zone. I'm outside the splash zone. Raymond Thank Arroyo you, is here wearing a poncho just in case. <laughs> Now, I, I listen, okay, let's go topical for a second. Okay. It's gonna have, let's have some you and me fun. Yes. Okay. Uh, we saw Biden leave leave the event early yesterday. I think he's still leaving. He's still, <laughs> but, he, wa- he just walked out of Manassas, Virginia. But he's, like, still, he's still going. You know that analogy, and I don't always get it right, about how the frog doesn't necessarily feel the water boiling around them because it's so gradual? Has it just, like, it's acceptable parlance now that we have a president that just leaves because he just mid thing well, glitches out and I'm, we're just as a country we're indifferent to it being the it's con- not normal being the contrarian okay. i am at heart Jimmy, fair, fair. and anyone who's watched anything i do here knows i have chronicled day in and day out yes the missteps of joe biden mm-hmm. his blunders his mm-hmm. his early exits most of the time the president doesn't know where the exit is. Thank so you. this is a vast improvement, Jimmy. <laughs> the fact that he's leaving he went know, the right way. 30 minutes early, uh, this is negligible. <laughs> but he found the exit, Jimmy. Consider this lo- without any exit music, by the way. People are applauding the vet who just got the medal. And Biden goes, goodbye, everybody. Here we go. Where am I headed? And they're all looking at him like, where the hell are you going? Just left. Including the press corps. I love the girl with the <laughs> yeah. She's got the camera up to her eyes. She lowers the view for go and follows him out the door as he leaves. <laughs> well, I, I, like I said, I think they're still trying to stop him. Raymond Silverlining Arroyo in studio, if you're just joining us. Uh, I guess there is an upside because he didn't put the medal on himself, you're saying, and walk that, out the door right. with it on. And proclaim himself a Vietnam veteran, which could have happened. He's <laughs> you done don't it know. With the rest you of don't the know. Well, it said Bo did die in Vietnam. Yeah, I oh, think that, he would that's tell what us, happened, yeah. Sadly. And again, the first time. you always, obviously, you have a lot of empathy for a guy grieving a child in that situation. Of course. But there's so many of these weird moments, whether he's aloof and leaving or just tone deaf. Like the Hawaii, I know you talked mm, about it with Lauren. It was really yeah. funny. The cat Corvette story. Oh. But it's like, it's the kind of stuff. 
a guy zonked out on the subway says to you, like well, randomly. Yeah. <laughs> I almost lost my cat in my Corvette. And you just like give him a dollar to make him and go my wife. away. Yeah, and, my and the wife is the afterthought. That yeah. was the scary part of that Shouldn't story. Shouldn't even crack the top three. Should it make the metal podium? No, it, it, this is an electric. This is like an electrical fire, a tiny electrical fire. It would be like me saying, you know, I got my feet wet the other day, like you people in Katrina. No, no, no. <laughs> you lose houses. This is traumatic. Stop trying to connect. You know, and and I I hate the people that say and forgive me all you yep. listening. I I I have a real heart for people in loss. Yep. However. He is not trying to be empathetic. This is a political play. Yeah, of course. He's just trying to find any connection. He's mailing to it people. in. You got He's it. He's mailing it in. Any connection he can find. They he count will a reference as a bond. It's like when Jill Biden <laughs> called San Antonio people breakfast tacos. In her mind, she thought that was acceptable bonding. Right. You're, but they were like, "Wait, what? Yeah, you just called me a food. I group. can't even be an empanada. Like, I can't be like a fancy. <laughs> no, nothing. Raymond Arroyo, where did the time go? It always goes so quickly. Pre-order The Magnificent Mischief of Tad Lincoln and watch Raymond Arroyo, Ingram Angle, uh, ratings booster if ever there was one. Well, I don't know about that. We'll see. (laughs) There it goes. There it is. Fox Across America. With Jimmy Fallon, reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. Vinny is in Hartford, Connecticut. He's watching. Vinny. I can't believe I'm on with you, Jimmy. This is the first time calling. Oh, get out of here. Welcome to the show, Vinny. Come on. That's a big deal. It is a big deal because you're accessible. You're really nice. I appreciate that. Oh, buddy. Well, no, I appreciate I appreciate all the kind words. And um, I got to be honest. I love this. is My favorite thing about the show is because it's very rare in media that regular people like us have our hands on something this big. And I always think of the movie Casino because the movie Casino is about how some like regular low level mob guys got to run a casino, but they ultimately screwed it up. So my hope, Vinny, is that you're not Joe Pesci and I'm not Robert De Niro and we don't run this thing into the ground. That's all. No, you do a great job. Oh, you thanks. think what you think what every normal person thinks, everything you say. Oh, now, oh. I was thinking of that Mitch McConnell deal. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say he's well enough to to run to run again. Mm-hmm. You know, he 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 runs for Senate. What four years? Whatever, how long it is? Like, who's going to primary him? Yeah. All the politicians wait for their turn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No. Nope. Yep. And how do you how do you vote for the Democrat? Because they all vote the same way. Yep. I mean, I'm a moderate Democrat. I haven't voted for a Democrat since. Since before 2016, I don't know what's happening to the party. So they they all have to wait their turn until he decides he he, he doesn't want to run or he can't run. And then what is your alternative? The Democrat who's going to keep on voting the same terrible policies in. So what do you do? It's we're really in a tough spot because what's happening for real, Vinny. And, and this is why I try to do the show the way I do, okay, is so people like yourself who are moderate Democrats, you know, realize the only way that we can fix the country, like this is serious, is we have to like dial it back a few notches and abandon party loyalty and let the politicians know that it's not more important to beat the other party than it is to solve the problem. Meaning we wound up in this position because politics became so polarized. It's just a team sport now. It's like we're not actually voting. Think 
at like California. California's been completely trashed, but Gavin Newsom survived a recall like swimmingly because it was more important to them to have their party win the election than it was to actually improve the state. So until politicians realize we're willing to abandon our party, if it means getting somebody we believe in, you know, there's no way we can shake it up. Because right now, people, like you said, Democrats keep voting liberal. And again, too many Republicans will just vote party line, uh, knowing that the party in a lot of instances hasn't represented their best interests. So it's like that old Thomas Jefferson quote, when there's liberty, you know, the government fears the people. When there's tyranny, the people fear the government. I think we're closer to tyranny than we are liberty right now. What are you? Well, let me put you this way. Mm-hmm. I don't, There's not a Democrat I can vote for now. That's I mean, crazy. I like Tulsi Gabbard. Mm-hmm. She left the party. Mm-hmm. So I have to vote Republican because that's the least of, of the evil. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Yeah, and it, so. sh- it shouldn't be. But, you know, if like more reasonable people like yourself get it, I think we'll eventually take a step forward. Because what's happening now is we had a luxury of being politically divided because the quality of life here was good. Meaning, like, most of the things we fought over under Trump were, like, superficial things. It was, like, tweets. You know, we're fighting over a border wall. We already have a border wall in a lot of our border because both parties have voted for it in the past. So when you devote so much time to, like, those superficial debates, you know, the Mueller probe, you're doing so because your overall quality of life is okay. You could afford goods. The streets seem safe. Now we're trending in this other direction. And they say, like, necessity is the mother of invention. I think we're going to be forced into a political come-to-Jesus movement sooner than later just based on how much this partisanship has screwed up the country. So if you can drink to that. You know what? I just can't believe that this administration just – they seem to lie about everything that you can see with your own two eyes. Yes. I mean they they just – they refuse to tell the truth about anything. Uh-huh. How can anybody vote for that? I don't care yeah. if if you dislike re, if you dislike the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. You can't vote for the lying party. You have to vote against that. Well, that's, that's interesting. That's- I'm about to. I, I was about to play a clip, and I'll play it for you when we're done here. Of Kamala, and she's congratulating. Uh, she says, "You know, the thing I love about Biden is he's worked so hard to lower prices for the American people." But the consumer, the core price index for consumers is sixteen point nine percent higher than it was when he took office. So it's like they frame it as lowering prices, but you're paying more. You know what I'm saying? They lower the prices from when they were the highest because yeah. of his administration. Yes, thank and, you. And that's a win. That's it's like, a win. Dude, How is that a win? They now claim a spending cut. This is It's so fascinating that you're on to this because I, I, I love the jargon of politics. They're like, well, we were going to spend an extra $5 trillion, uh, but we decided to only spend an extra $4 trillion, so that's a spending cut. So we saved. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. But it's not. Yeah. And that's the thing, Vinny. He's like, I, I don't come into this with a background in any of it. It's just basic observational skill that says to you, like, oh, hold on. This is a little bit of a scam. So I'm glad you get it, man. I, I am. Um, really quick, before I let you go, because I, I love Hartford. When I was starting out as a cab driver doing stand-up, we used to perform at a comedy club up there called the City Steam Brewery. And uh, it was good hang up there. And uh, this was like it, it post-dates the Whalers leaving town. Uh, but, but I was a big, because I grew up down the block from the Nassau Coliseum where the Islanders were kind of a thing. And uh, I always had an affinity for Hartford. Is everything okay up there still? Well, I'm I'm a little outside of Hartford. I actually I I am a union municipal worker that okay. works in Hartford. Oh, okay. And that's where I learned about that's where I learned about politics. That's okay. why I know what I know because politics they're not about getting a job done. They're about making themselves rich. Yep. That's all it's about. It's so a, I understand that. It's a, but but yeah. it's it's doing okay. And you need to come to Connecticut okay. for one of your shows if you can. Hartford you know, Funny Bone, or we'll do. Uh, you know what? There's in Bridgeport. There's a stress factory. Uh, I'll talk to I'll talk to Vinnie Brand who owns the Stress Factory. We're gonna get something worked out. We owe 
you that, Vinny. I'd love to. I'd love to because, do some more East Coast stuff. God, because I'd I'd love to meet you. Because you even you even meet people live. You'll you yes. actually talk to them like oh. after the show. It's it's terrific. Ah, uh, thanks. Well, that's that's me, man. This is our thing, and that's the hook of the show. Is like I'm not the star of the show. We are, and uh, I will definitely meet. I'll meet you live. I mean, you, you might want to give me a ride home, depending on how it goes at the bar. So you know, play some defense, Vinny. Be- that would be fine. You, thank, you, thank you so much. My man. Thank you for taking my call. Of course, you have a great day. There he goes, the great Vinny in Hartford, Connecticut. He could be my he could be my cab driver. That's the joy of hanging out at my shows. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. No, we don't get that banged up. Uh, if you were at the Green Valley Ranch, by the way, out in Vegas last week, uh, some of you got to meet me, uh, but we did not do. I've I've mentioned this before. We did not get to do our full scale meet and greet because it was a 1,700-seat venue sold out, and they could not organize that in the casino. Um, Normally, like if I'm doing a Jimmy solo date, it wouldn't matter. Like if we're in a theater, there's 1,000 people. I will meet 1,000 people. Like if you're going to Helena, Montana, Friday night, October the 27th, I will go home when you've gone home. October the 28th, the Colonial Theater. Like I'm fascinated. Like people thank you, like sticking around and meeting them. I actually think it's fun. It's amazing. First of all, it's flattering that anybody would want to meet you. I was, you know, driving a cab a few years back. You know, usually like people said my name in public. I usually went the other way because I owed him money. Like, hey, you Jimmy Fallon? I'm like, no. What do you know? I don't know that guy. I'm I'm Jeffrey Epstein. That's Fallon. No, don't confuse me with him. Uh, but yes, it's fascinating to have people that want to hang out. Like if you go into the taping of my special, my stand-up special, you've heard me promote it relentlessly. And a lot of my Fox pals are coming out for that. It's Friday night, October the 13th at the Paramount Theater in Huntington on Strong Island. And it's going to be nuts. Like, this is what I do right now with my life. When you watch me on TV and radio, in between, I'm just in a notebook just formulating, you know, what the narrative is going to be, you know, taking my stage show and turning it into a special. And it's like the most fun in the world because, as Vinny kind of mentioned, all I'm really trying to do is tell you the truth to the greatest extent that I can. Because as a comic, the way jokes work, the way they succeed is when the audience is able to shake their head yes on some basic truth you're distilling. That's where the joke starts. There's a logic, okay, that we shake our heads yes with, and then you expand that conversation to humor that either justifies the premise or challenges the logic thereof, and that's how comedy works. So it's my favorite thing in the world to do. Okay, and taking that over to radio, it's a lot of fun, if only because it allows you to take the edge off things that make you want to scream. Like, so to give you an example, here's the Kamala clip I had mentioned when I was talking to Vinny. Okay, and I find this is all performance art. Okay, the core price index for consumers since Joe Biden took office is 16.9 percent higher. Biden sucks. Think about that. 16.9 percent higher. Higher. I'm going to play you a clip of Kamala Harris praising him for lowering prices. What a fraud. But here it is. Clip 30. I want to thank, of course, our nation's champion, President Biden, for your leadership and commitment to lowering costs for working families in every way. Kamala is a lying sociopath. Fact checked. Did you hear that? I want to thank, of course, our nation's champion. Joe Biden, first wrong answer. Okay, if a guy is your nation's champion, at some point, at some point, your nation makes it into the top three of his priorities. Like, at some point, you're on the medal podium. Okay, is he the nation's champion at the southern border? The answer would be no. No. Is he the nation's champion when it comes to domestic energy production? The answer would be no. How about the economy? The answer would be no. 
No, not even close. Okay, when you talk about like disaster relief. Okay, if you live in a Hawaiian house, you got 700 bucks. If you live in Ukraine this year. Oh, the money. Just the amount of cash. Your tax dollars sent overseas. Just so much money. Oh, go. Can I tell you something? If Ukraine is smart, and it's going to happen. Okay, if you think we're sending Ukraine a lot of money now, wait till Zelensky starts saying he's concerned about climate change. Money, 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 money. Oh, the money he's going to rake in when Zelensky's like, oh, we got Putin and we got the climate change. Oh, the climate change is bad. Oh, forget about it. Forget. Pay up, suckers. Crazy. And understand that he is not the nation's champion. So line by line, this is performance art. This is a clown. This is a circus clown. Okay, a woman who's willing to get on TV with a straight face and claim you he is your nation's champion. Okay, six million people have come into this country illegally and strained our resources to the point that major municipalities are now being forced to relocate migrants because they don't have the infrastructure to take care of them. Okay, sanctuary cities. People who took on these positions as a political posturing exercise. The reason cities called themselves sanctuary cities. Nobody's illegal here. You can't support them. Do you want to know why? This is straight up. Okay, it's because under Trump, nobody was getting in, so they wouldn't have to deport them. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. They took that position to take just a contradictory stance on what Trump was out there selling. Hey, we got to secure the border. We're the only country in the world that just lets anybody who wants to walk in the door walk in. That costs us money. It's not safe. Drugs can come in. Crimes can come in. If you're going to tell me there's a pandemic going on and the kids can't go to school normally, people can't go to church, people can't go to the hospital, people can't go to funerals, okay, people can't go to work, yet we can have six million people walk into the country completely unchecked? That's not right. Okay, it's not right, but scientifically, biologically, it doesn't even make any sense. Okay, but that's not putting your country first. This guy, she's telling you, is the champion of the nation, has let six million people walk right through the front door of the house. You have no idea how to defend a nation. But then she takes it a step further and says, President Biden, I want to thank you for your leadership and commitment to lowering costs for working families in every way you are so full of the core price index is 16.9 percent higher so does that lower the cost in any way let alone every way as she's telling you it does (laughs) not even close not even a little bit but that's where we are as a politics right now She gets on TV, straight propaganda, just like KJP did yesterday with the vaccines. Ah, the vaccines work. Got to get more vaccines. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm mm-hmm. But why are they doing it? What are they catering to? Guys, this is real. If you're just changing the station, you're hearing me for the first time, I get it. It's fascinating the first time you hear me because you're like, this isn't the real host. They got to have a guy with, like, media training, his intellect. He sounds a little more polished than this. This guy, I think this guy tied up the real host of the show. Honey, stick with it. It's a hostage situation. We don't know how it's going to play out. Okay, I get it. Okay, there's a different energy coming out of the speaker. Okay, but this is the truth. Okay, I'm just a regular guy, just a common man. I'm just telling you the truth. The way we do politics is so broken right now, so broken, because we're rooting for the party more than we're rooting for the country. It is so much more important for most people to beat the other side. So it's, it's a team sport, okay? The election process now is so vicious. 
okay, that whoever wins in 2024 will be dealing a catastrophic emotional blow to the other side for the foreseeable future, two years, four years, maybe eight years. I mean, utter devastation and misery. And it's all because of how we distill politics. It's all because of how we compete against each other harder than our common enemies. You think about Trump, okay? During the Trump administration, the only thing that actually changed in this country was the amount of power that people gave politics over their lives. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Like literally half the country was miserable, like living like we were under an existential threat, like we were going to be rounded up and executed because we didn't support some fascist monster. When in truth, the guy in the White House had just hosted a show in primetime on NBC for 15 years. And with a straight face, the performance art of it all, the anything to win an election, you know, mentality that defines today's politics gave them license to get out there and pretend Donald Trump, the guy whose parties they went to, the guy whose donations they took, the guy whose TV show they appeared on, the guy who appeared on their TV shows, that guy was somehow literally Hitler. Democrats are so full of crap. But that's what they went with. Why? Because they wanted to win an election. And that performance art, that manufactured hysteria, roped half the country into thinking the consequences of the 2016 election were so much more dire than anything we had ever witnessed before. When, in truth, what was the end result of the 2016 election? Yeah, a lot of hysteria. But you got the lowest recorded black unemployment rate in history. Okay, you got... Would consider we'd consider a not only a secured border but an airtight border by today's standards. You got tax cuts across the board that made single mothers and minority families the single biggest gainers of household wealth in the history of the country. It's the first time it ever happened. And for the first time in 40 years, we didn't enter a foreign war. Okay, the consequences of a Trump presidency were phenomenal. Okay, but the emotional toll were devastating. Okay, it changed the power we gave politics over our lives because of how it was sold to us in the media. And that's where we find ourselves now heading into 2024. It's so much more important for people to get their side a win that they can get out there and say anything they want just because it'll justify people's passion in voting for them. But when that becomes the definition of victory, the whole country loses. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. That's my name. Don't wear it out. There it is. Fox Across America doing it right here on the radio. I'll be on your TV later today. I am on Neil Cavuto's show being guest hosted by Charles Payne. You will see me at 4.50 p.m. Uh, Tomorrow you'll catch me on Fox and Friends first if you're up at 5 in the morning. And then tomorrow night at 9 p.m., I'll be on with Sean Hannity. Uh, Friday, I'm on Waters World, Jesse Waters, if you're into the Fail-A-Vision Friday night. And I will be hosting uh, the big Saturday and big Sunday show this weekend as well at 7 p.m. It's a lot going on. We're working on a stand-up special and we're doing some radio. But in the next hour, uh, we're going to talk about the children. Talk about the children of this country. Okay, I am a dad, as you know. Uh, one child, uh, according to Maury Povich. Hey, just being silly. Uh, but there's something going on in this country that's unique to politics, and it's something that would never happen in the mafia. I interviewed Sammy the Bull Gravano, uh, legendary mafia killer, 
uh, on Fox News Saturday night two weeks back. And he shared a piece of information that I'm going to share with you at the top of the next hour and show you where government is worse than the mob. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. And you better buckle up, Buttercup, because the champ, not happy uh, in this hour. We're going to have a grown-up talk about what's going on with the children in this country. And uh, listen, this is a pretty light show. It sounds like I get paid in, you know, painkillers and Prosecco. Uh, but as it pertains to the current mood, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. 888-788-9910, if you want to try to talk me off this ledge. Uh, but I will tell you, like, this is, uh, this is a, as this show goes, as serious as it's going to get in this hour. Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen will stop by, and he's always a great time. And we're going to have a great time, as we always do. I always say, Fox Across America, it is a force multiplier of positive energy. That's our job, as we try to distill politics in a way that will send you home in a good mood. So the, your good mood infects the next person you interact with. You know, they get a good mood. And then the next person gets a good mood. It's an Oprah. You get a car, you get a car, you get a car. That's the thing. I always say I'm like a dog with a job. You know when you go to the airport and you see that dog sniffing the bags and his tail's always wagging, he's always in a great mood because he can't believe they're counting on him to save the plane? He's like, oh, really? Me? What? I'm in charge of a 737? This is amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. But that's me. I get on the radio every day, tail's wagging. I can't believe they're counting on me to save the plane. Okay, but in this instance, I don't like what this plane is doing at all. I don't like what's coming out of the flight deck. I don't like the gate that was given to us. I don't like anything that's happening. Okay, and I'm just like, I'll start here. We can have a quick conversation about it. Okay, but this one matters. Okay, I have a child, as you know, and I have told you this before. There is no greater joy uh, than the opportunity to raise a child. Okay, it's it's nothing like it in the world. If you have a baby, if you are so fortunate uh, by the grace of God to have a child and someone hands you your child, you realize you are bringing a brand new laptop out of the packing peanuts. You are opening up the plastic and the box and taking out the styrofoam, holding this blank slate, realizing full well in that moment that every website it visits, everything you ever going to download, okay, is a byproduct of what you've allowed it to do, grow into, and become. You know, so when you start out with this blank slate, you're like, all right, we're going to watch a couple of silly, you know, kid cartoons and everything that, but you're going to raise it to an age where it's now surfing the Internet all by itself. Hubba, hubba. Okay, but knowing that to be the case, if you are someone invested in the well-being of your kid, you actually pay attention, like you pay attention to their development to the fact that you raise a million versions of your kid in the beginning because their vocabulary is constantly changing. Their favorite foods are changing. Their toys are changing. Their shows are changing. Everything about them is in a constant state of evolution. And that's one of the reasons why I, as a parent, will always tell you, hey, if you're transgender and you're an adult and you have the legal autonomy to make changes to your body, you should full well have every right to do it. But as a young child who's still developing, there is no world where you should have the authority to make permanent surgical alterations to your body. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. You're just getting to know your body, okay? You're just growing into it. You're going through so many different phases and iterations of who you are and what you prefer that this idea that you should just chemically castrate yourself 
and alter yourself permanently, subjecting yourself to a lifetime of permanent surgeries and follow-up medical procedures, okay, that are being greenlit by some medical people. Why? Please give us money. They want to make cash, okay? Same way people are diagnosed and support it and sell it to you as gender-affirming care. But it's not gender-affirming care. It is agenda-affirming care. It's a political agenda. They are pushing this on children with no regard for how it affects them because they've manufactured a new civil rights movement in the Democratic Party. They're now telling you with a straight face, you're the bad guy. Okay? If you disagree with their position, you're the bad guy. If you support biology and what we've always known to be true. Only girls can be the mommies. Only boys can be the daddies. Yes, sir. Okay, if you believe that now, Mr. Rogers... He should be behind bars! On the left, they would imprison him. They can't say that now. You can't support biology. Hold no, we got to confuse these kids into thinking they're trapped in the wrong bodies. So we can go out and we can sell them surgeries and meds and... Money, 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 money. But more importantly, we can get them to vote our way. We can convince them they're oppressed. They're trapped in their bodies. We're the only ones that will allow them to chemically castrate themselves, get irreversible procedures done to their bodies, because we'll continue to tell them they're oppressed over the course of time. They'll become a reliable voting block for the Democratic Party. That's what the transgender movement is. It's not about the individual kid. It's not about gender-affirming care. And if you don't believe me, ask Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner was the face of the transgender movement, the Jackie Robinson of the movement. Okay, put them on the map by appearing on the cover of Vanity Fair, and everyone applauded and cheered and said she's courageous and brave. And then she told everyone she was a Republican, and all the Democrats cheering were like, Get her out! Get her out of here! And that was the end of Caitlyn Jenner, never to be seen in pop culture or polite society again. Yes, she's on our channel, and she's wonderful to meet, and she's been great on the show, but that's the fraud of our time. But the Democrats push this on kids, and I will tell you this, okay? Everything we do now in this day and age is political, and there's an overlap between the transgender stuff and what's going on with masks and vaccines, okay? First and foremost, do we have any data whatsoever on the long-term effects vaccines have on kids? The answer would be no. Nope, but they've still pushed them on kids relentlessly. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. Totally. But when it comes back to masks, let's bring up masks. Do we have any data, any at all, that show masks helped kids against COVID? The answer would be no. The truth is, when they implemented mask mandates in schools, just so you understand, okay, there was no focus group in the study. What they did, okay, is they compared the COVID transmission rate amongst masked children not against a school of unmasked children. No. They compared the COVID infection rate of masked children against the rest of the population. Okay, is that an accurate sample of whether or not masks help kids? Not even close! And why do I say that? Because kids, thankfully by the grace of God, have an infinitesimally low level of COVID contraction. Okay, thankfully, by the grace of God, they very rarely got it. And thankfully, by the grace of God, they rarely died from it. Now, one death is too many. But fortunately, fortunately, okay, original recipe COVID at the peak of its strength killed less than one-tenth of one percent of children who got it. It's still too many if you know one of them. But it's not a justification to upend the well-being 
of every single school kid in the world. I think he's got a point. Okay, it's not. Okay, when you implemented mask mandates, knowing kids weren't getting COVID anyway, there's no way to tell us if the mask helped them get less COVID. Here's a newsflash. Why? Because every adult study we have on COVID now tells us that the masks don't work anyway. Oh, wow! So while the masks don't work, you understand, to stop transmission in adults, and they don't work to stop transmission in kids, and thankfully, okay, again, kids were not being hit hard by COVID, thankfully. I'm not being cavalier with your kids. They are. Okay? What we do know, What we do know for a fact that the mask works to do is to stunt the education and socialization of our children. It is harder to read lips. It is harder to connect with people verbally. It is harder to see facial cues that signal approval, that signal disdain. Okay, they're literally socializing and learning with one hand tied behind their back. We put our kids at a deficit. Right now as I speak to you, The years of COVID learning and remote learning have caused the average school kid to lose up to 10 months of academic gains. I love the poorly educated. Well, I hope so, because there's so many of them running around. But now what are they doing in schools? We've got a Maryland school district that is the first of many Democratic school districts that are about to follow that are bringing back, that are bringing back masks for kids. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. Here it is. Okay. This is so crazy. Elementary school in Maryland, okay, announcing so crazy. I, I, I can't even read this to you. This is bananas, and I'll tell you why it's bananas. This is a letter addressed to parents, okay? Three or more individuals, three or more, which means what? Maybe four? Three or more individuals have tested positive for COVID-19 in the past 10 days. We are taking the following steps to keep our school environment as safe as possible for in-person teaching and learning. This is the school principal, Rebecca Irwin Kennedy, writing in a letter that the N95 mask requirements come to prevent further transmission in that classroom for the next 10 days. Additional N95 masks have been distributed and students and staff in identified classes or activities will be required to mask while in school for the next 10 days, except while eating or drinking, because COVID knows if you're taking a drink. It's like, all right, no, no, we'll lay off, guys. No infections. The mask's off, but they're drinking and eating. Lay off. They got back up and they back up. That's how the COVID works. Okay. And they're telling you five days after an exposure. This is crazy. At home, rapid test kits will be sent home and made available to students. Five days after an exposure or starting at day six as such symptoms occur. Okay. And this is being done to ensure that staff and students remain healthy for in-person learning. Now, understand, this is all political. It's all political. Why? Because we have a Cochrane study, the most comprehensive study ever done on masks, told us that masks didn't work, period. Okay, I played you this clip yesterday. Give Michael Smirconish credit. He was on CNN. He was interviewing Dr. Fauci, the greedy little fame whore. Oh, man. Fauci's just pulling stuff out of his butt. Totally. Okay, but he confronted Fauci with real numbers, real data on masks. They don't work for adults. Kids, thankfully, again, by the grace of God, have done okay with COVID. Okay, yet they're bringing them back anyway. Is that about controlling COVID? No, it's about controlling the people. Bingo. Okay, the mask has become a left-wing MAGA hat. This is a school district's way of saying, we're liberal. That's all it is. It's not putting the kids first. It's putting the politics ahead of the kids. And I bring this up, why? It's two Saturdays ago. If you watched, I host Fox News Saturday night. It's a 10 p.m. show. 
The next time I host it will be the week of the first presidential debate. I am hosting it Saturday night, September the 30th. If you watch it, you'll see me, 10 o'clock hosting the show. It's going to be great. Okay. I interviewed on that show legendary mafia turncoat Sammy the Bull Gravano, who was, you know, one of the most prolific hitmen who's ever lived, but ultimately became one of the most prolific federal witnesses who ever turned state's evidence against the mafia and brought down a whole entire crime family along the way. Okay, the question I asked him straight up is I said, is it safe to say that politicians are just the mafia, but in not as nice of a suit? And he said to me he considered that an insult. That can't be good. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's not good. (laughs) You don't want to insult the hitman. You know what I'm saying, Jimbo? Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. Best case scenario, they belt you in the mouth. But I was, I was like, oh, God, way to, way to get into town, Jimbo. But he said to me, no, politicians are worse than the mafia. Because in the mafia, women and children are off limits. In the mafia, there are very specific targets. This guy screwed us over, kill him. That guy owes us money, get him. Okay, but in some sense of the word, a guy had done you wrong. There would be retribution for it because he did you wrong. It didn't just walk around and indiscriminately harm anybody because it suited their agenda. That's why one of the old adages about mafia neighborhoods is they were safer than any other neighborhood in the city because the mob didn't tolerate the unrest in the neighborhood. They didn't want somebody shaking down restaurants. That was their job. (laughs) People getting beat up in the street. That was their job if things went sideways. They were like their own de facto police force. I'm not praising them to be clear. But I'm telling you there was a distinction between how the mob would treat your wife and kid and how the government would treat your wife and kid. The government right now is actively harming children. Masking children is child abuse. We know this to be true. It inhibits them socially, it inhibits them emotionally, and it inhibits their learning. Yet we're getting ready to bring it back. We're getting ready to roll out mask mandates again for no other reason than the political posturing of it all. Okay, the study tells us the mask doesn't work. So if you're bringing back the mask anyway, you're straight out telling us this isn't about the kid. It's about everything else. Here is Michael Sprakonish talking to Fauci really quick. This is clip eight. I'm going to refer to one of them. You've heard about it before. I heard about it from a number of radio callers. Uh, Brett Stevens in The Times talked about Cochrane. Put that on the screen. The most rigorous and comprehensive analysis of scientific studies conducted on the efficacy of masks for reducing the spread of respiratory illness, including COVID-19, was published last month. Its conclusions, said Tom Jefferson, the Oxford epidemiologist who is the lead author, were unambiguous. There is just no evidence that they, masks, make any difference He told the journalist, Mayan Damasi, full stop. But wait, hold on. What about the N95 masks as opposed to the lower quality? Surgical or cloth masks makes no difference. None of it, he said. Well, what about the studies that initially persuaded policymakers to impose mask mandates? They were convinced by non-randomized studies, flawed observational studies. How do we get beyond that finding of that particular review? Long story short, anybody who wants to bring back masks. You are so full of sh. There's more dumb mandates from this Fauci clown. He said to vaccinate. We did it right away. I think his brain is putty because his new stupid rule masks every kid in the state. Hey, hey, mask every day. Where are you? He masked up in school mask now. Up, mask up, mask up, mask up, mask up, mask up, like you would when you shop for fun. 
across America. Nah, it's no big deal, guys. We'll just mask up the kids. It'll be great. What the hell is the world coming to? Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I'm not having it, man. Just not this one. This is ridiculous. Okay, we've got uh, Kathy Hochul, my dirtbag governor. She replaced Hansi Andy Cuomo. Andy! Kathy Hochul, now rapid test kissed, available to school districts, sending them home with the kids, trying to freak everybody out about COVID. Dude, okay, I'm not out here telling you, like, it's fake. You don't have to take any of this stuff seriously. I'm out here telling you that we're making what we consider to be the cure a lot worse than the disease. And sadly, we're doing this with no regard for all the data we accumulated over the course of the last three years. Okay, every single study, every study told us masks didn't work, told us lockdowns didn't work. You know what else they told us? I mean, you don't even need a study, but vaccines don't work. Okay, they don't work. The vaccine was sold to us as you can't get COVID if you're vaccinated. That is a fact check false. Not according to the CDC director at the time. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real-world data. Whoa! You were lying your ass off. Our data suggests vaccinated people don't carry the virus. <laughs> And it's not just in the criminal. I said criminal. I probably should have said criminal. <laughs> it's not just in the clinical trials. Now, it's all a scam. Okay. And that's the point is that we're sick of putting up with it over here. Good goodness. Folks, there is a lot I could say about this next guest. Most of it can't be said on terrestrial radio. They have censorship guidelines. I kid. We love the guy. Superstar senator. Uh, But more importantly, for the purposes of this conversation, I know he's not sending his kids to school with a mask on today. Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, can you confirm these allegations? Brother, without question, no way would I be sending my kids to school with a mask on. Not to mention we live in Oklahoma, and there's no way a school board or a school superintendent could, could get that done without this an absolute riot on his hands. Good for you. Good. First of all, good for them, but you see it's coming back. Like, I was just talking about this. There's a Maryland school that brought back the mask mandate for little kids already. Like, we're like a day into the school year, and uh, here we are. They had three cases, and number one, the masks don't work, you know, with COVID, but they do work screwing up the kids. So, like, what? why is this going on? Is this just like a political thing? 
Yeah, I thought, you know, we, we've debated this whole mass thing over and over again, uh, uh, and, and it's been proven that it doesn't work. In fact, it actually has reversed causes when you start talking about the, uh, the development of, of young kids. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this isn't, you know, everybody in the left says, all the science, all the science. Well, this is science, even the ones that were on their side that goes back and re-looks at policies that was put in place mm-hmm. during 2020 and 21. And uh, and there has been plenty of debate about this. The only thing that you've run into now is you have Democrats that are still scared of their shadow. Um, they think every time something happens that they have to uh, over go over a board and protect you from yourself yep. because that's what big government is. Big government tries to tell you how to live your life, and that's all this policy is, is trying to mandate you on how to live your life, and it's absolutely absurd, and it does just the opposite of what they're trying to do, and that's to raise a healthy child. Yeah, it's so crazy, man, uh, because you're right. I mean, they're not putting the kids' well-being first. You know, like in the mafia, like women and children are off limits. Like they, you won't bear the consequences of the mafia's activities. But the big government people don't give women and children a pass because this is screwing up kids. Yeah, I, you know what's funny is I walked in. I was at a gym early this morning. Uh, because, Jimmy, uh, I like you. I have a really, really, really bad eating habit. The problem is, is <laughs> unlike you, I also have a workout habit. <laughs> oh, good for you, Mullen. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, so, anyways, I was in the gym early this morning, like at 4.30 this morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, 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 the manager of the gym come walking in, and he's got a mask on, right? And I'm like, okay, <clears throat> first of all, I'm the only one in the gym at 4.30 in the morning. Uh, second of all, they also tell you, following the science, it's a healthy workout habit. A healthy living is actually the best thing you can do to help prevent from getting sick, especially with COVID or flu or whatever it is. And this guy came walking in with a mask on, double mask, by the way, not single mask, double mask. And, his, and I was like, oh, and his name's Bill. And I said, good morning, Bill. <laughs> and he looked at me and he actually kind of chuckled uh-huh. and he turned around and walked out and he never said another word to me. <laughs> and I, I, I just, I, I don't even know, you know, it's kind of like this. And I've said this before, Jimmy, you can't argue with stupidity and you can't argue with crazy. Sometimes it just doesn't matter. If you're setting your ways, you're setting your ways. And if you want to do that, then fine. If the school superintendent and the school board feels like they should have a mask then they should wear them, but don't put your fears on other people. Don't mandate your fear uh, on somebody else, especially since you were the ones that were saying in 2020 and 21, follow the science. Now you tell me where the science is backing up your decision. Imagine. Well, we're talking to Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. No, sadly, the, the, the follow the science crowd is now telling you men can have babies, which makes it very hard to follow their science. Very much. It's very a little, much. It's, little it's tricky. Hard to, it's hard to say that. Once the GPS yeah. gives you a wrong turn like that, you start to try to remember the route yourself. Uh, but confirm this because you work in Washington, you know people. Um, is it true? Because they put Biden back in a mask yesterday. Now, is he only in a mask because that'll stop him from sniffing women and children? 
<laughs> their hair, just their hair. That's it's and, weird. Uh, I mean, and, and remember, it makes his hair on his legs tingle. Uh, or is that a <laughs> he different? Said that. He, he said that. He said that. Like I wonder. <laughs> I, I'm giving him such a hard time, but I wonder if I'm going to grow up to be an old man and have like his weird habit because I don't get it now. Like I've never walked around sniffing people's hair. But is the joke going to be us? Are we going to turn 83 one day like Biden and be like, get over here, sweetheart? Is that what? Is that the ghost of Christmas future? No, because he hasn't lived in reality his whole life. I mean, That's remember, true. this guy's been in office like 47 years. And so uh, there, everybody around him always told him how great he was, and they never actually corrected him. I think you and I have people around us that would call us an idiot, starting with our wives. Yeah, um, And so there, there's, no, there's no question that, uh, that he doesn't live in the same reality that the normal people does. Not to mention, I mean, you got to get this guy a pass. He gets lost every time he's on stage. <laughs> Uh, and can't remember where he's at. Oh. So you and and I'm not being I know. I'm not I trying know. to be ugly. I'm being dead serious. Yeah, that's I know. The actual, the fact that we have this guy that's that's leading the Democrat Party in the the nation at this point, um, and he 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 can't find his way off stage. Yeah, it's it's scary. We're talking to Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. I I, I really wonder, like. If the White House band, okay, is getting overtime, and the reason I say that is traditionally, if you're the White House band, you play Hail to the Chief once a day. Guy shows up, you play Hail to the Chief. Guy leaves, you play Hail to the Chief. That's your work day. But now he's walking around trying to find the exit for so often, or sometimes he leaves early. Like yesterday, he just left early. So the band isn't even ready to play yet because there's five minutes left in the ceremony. And now he just books, and you got to try to grab your horn and bang out a tune. Like, do you think they get hazard pay? Well, I, I would imagine they could play about whatever, and he wouldn't recognize the difference. Oh, no. <laughs> so good. Well, they play Hail to the Chief. Elizabeth Warren thinks they're talking about her. They don't know. It's a mess. Uh, well, Kamala Harris stands up straight, too, because she's pretty sure she's going to end up being president. God, could you imagine? What a crazy time. I mean, seriously, when you look out at what's going on right now, I don't actually believe, like, for real, I know he's running and he's saying all the right things and they're starting to buy ads and stuff like that. I don't actually think he's going to run, you know, just because it looks like too heavy of a lift. But, I mean, with all you know about D.C., is there any world where people who control political parties would comfortably hand this to Kamala? He he doesn't he doesn't have a choice. Listen, he has to run because he and I'm very serious about this. Mm. He has to run because he, his family is in trouble. That's true. Uh, if he is not there, there is no way he can keep the DOJ off of him. Mm-hmm. They, they've already had to pretty much concede that Hunter Biden is guilty. I mean, even mm. though he pled guilty, and mm. now they're trying to reverse that plea yeah. deal. They know he's he's guilty, and not to mention no telling how far that goes up the chain. I mean, the National Archives, who is historically covered for Obama and Biden, has now released that they have 5,400 emails that Biden used aliases on to communicate why he was vice president. 5,400 different emails that use aliases on. And so if you straight and that means that he wasn't using his White House.gov, you know, mm-hmm. Joe Biden.whitehouse.gov yep. email. That means he was using different emails, too. But it was all coming off of a off of his uh, off of a device that he was carrying as vice president. So he has to stay in place because, I'm, I mean, you and I would be the same and any other parent out there. If your child 
or somebody close in your family, immediate family member, were to get convicted and you had the opportunity to pardon them, you would. Yep. And so I, I don't blame Joe Biden for that, that for pardoning, pardoning his son because he will pardon him yep. uh, regardless of the circumstances. But he has to stay in office to protect him because this yep. case is going to drag on and it's not going to be over in a year and a half. Yeah, it's the, going to be over in three years, maybe. There's that. What do you think the what do you think the appetite is within the party to actually impeach him or launch an impeachment inquiry? Well, the appetite's actually pretty big. I mean, people want to do it, but we want to be cautious. Remember, yeah. uh, the Constitution is very clear. It's treason, uh, high crime, misdemeanor um, is is really in bribery, or they're really the only reasons why you can you can impeach somebody. And so what we I told my my colleagues on the House side, who I'm still real good friends with, is if we're going to impeach him, make sure you send the articles of impeachment that's convictable because we have to convict him in the Senate. And we don't want to look like the Democrats did with Trump by playing politics. And and those and by the way, those those four cases have to be put in have to be why he was in office as president. That doesn't count before he was in office. So if it didn't happen after he was elected president, it's really hard to impeach him over those. In fact, I, I don't think, constitutionally speaking, we can do it. The act has to happen while he's in while he's president. Wow. So um, uh, uh, there's that threshold is very high for a reason. But I think, without question, most people want him out of office. But we're kind of doing it like, uh, but then we're stuck with Kamala Harris. That's <laughs> a tough. So it's yeah. and 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 so it's kind of a hard pill to swallow. But if he's done something impeachable, we will impeach him, and we want to be able to convict him at the same time. And so, let's not do the exercise in the House unless it's convictable. Well, that's a good point. Is you're not doing it for the story. You know what I mean. This is one of those. Right. They say it's not the destination, it's the journey. But in this instance, it is the destination. You've got to get it right, which makes a lot of sense. Well, listen, the fact that you're even showing that much respect for the process, which is not something that could be said about previous impeachments, I do think is commendable. But, you know, the, either way you slice it. Well, I, yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I sort of uphold the Constitution of the United States like everybody else that serves in Congress. Yep. Uh, and that comes first before party or party politics. And uh, and unlike the Democrats, that means something to us. And we have to make sure that that we that that we represent that as such. Fair. Uh, This is this is you. You're the adult in the room now. Congratulations. You've come a long way, Senator. My wife would be so proud if you I got to get a copy of this so so I can have her hear this, because Uh, to call me an adult is a far, far, far cry than what she calls me. All right. Well, then I won't ask you to Venmo the money like we agreed. (laughs) We'll keep that off the recording. <laughs> what did you say? Seventy-five bucks. Personally, I think it's cheap for a show this big, but fine, I'll take it. We shook. We shook. Josh, don't record that part. All right, we'll send you the recording after this. You're the best, man. Be well. All right, thanks, brother. See, See you, brother. Be good. Bye. There he goes, Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. Telling you an interesting factoid that you don't get out of a lot of people. That's why you listen for real. You just heard something on this show that you have not heard from a lawmaker on any show. Anywhere. I think he's got a point. No, for real. Okay, let's talk about it for a second. The candor you just got out of him on impeachment, what did he flat out say? And no one's saying this. Okay, has Biden lied to us about his business dealings with his son? Yes. They lied about the laptop. They lied about whether or not they talked to his business partners. Okay, 
I guarantee you they're lying about whether or not he got money off of the deals. Okay, no two ways about it. It was an influence peddling scheme. There would never be a reason for Hunter Biden to get money unless they were buying access to Hunter's dad through him. Hunter's a dirtbag. Okay, again, he didn't have a background in Ukrainian power companies. He had no reason to serve on the board of Burisma. There would be no reason to hire him unless they were trying to influence the government of this country. That's true. That is true. That being said, what Mullen just gave you, which might be dispirited to people who just get out of bed rooting for Joe Biden to get impeached and thrown out of office— Listen, I'll be I completely understand why you'd be rooting against the guy. Come on, man. No, but I mean, he's a disaster. Joe Biden's just an embarrassment as a president. OK, don't like it is. He just is. OK, but here's the bottom line. OK, Mullen just flat out said they could uncover criminal activity if this is where this thing ends up. But if it didn't occur before Biden became president, they cannot impeach him for doing it. I admire your honesty. Now, that might be upsetting to a lot of people listening. Okay, but that's the truth. That's actual respect for our political process. You can impeach him, but you're literally impeaching him for the exercise of impeaching him. Because if these high crimes and misdemeanors took place before Biden was president, you're not actually impeaching him from his former job. Impeachment involves the current job you happen to be doing. Now, that might, again, be disheartening. But it's also something a guy who cares about the country tells you. So we're having a real conversation, not a pretend conversation where you go to bed tonight going, don't worry, honey, the Republicans are going to impeach Biden soon and get him out of here. It's not going to happen that way. Okay, unless there is a current ongoing thing. Okay, unless the level of chicanery and Biden involvement rises to the point that it's just publicly humiliating for the Democrats to nominate the guy. But let's be honest. If the Democrats felt any shame whatsoever, they wouldn't be running the current pair that's on the ticket right now. He knows what he's talking about. Seriously, if you're someone who experiences shame, do you nominate Joe Biden to be president? The answer would be no. Kamala Harris? The answer would be no. Think about this. Barack Obama thought so much of Joe Biden that at the end of Barack Obama's two terms in office, He talked Joe Biden out of running for president. Think about that. That's how much he thought of the guy. Biden's like, I want to run. And Obama was like, don't be thick, all right? No, you're not running. That's what happened. He talked him out of it, said it's not your turn. It's Hillary's turn. You can't run. And was essentially saying your life in politics is over. Okay, because the assumption in Washington, D.C. at the time, Biden talked, uh, Obama talked Biden out of running. The assumption was that Hillary Clinton was going to win in 2016, going away, and serve two terms. Wrong. Didn't work out that way. But that was the assumption. So you understand, Barack Obama, at the time he talked Biden out of running, assumed he had not only talked him out of running in 2016, but running in 2020. Meaning Biden would be running for a first term right now in 2024 at the age of 82, There was zero chance that that was ever going to happen. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. So Obama thought he was banishing Biden to the sidelines forever. He thinks nothing of Biden. He's a clown. Okay, thinks Kamala Harris is a clown. But that's who they have in office right now. Sadly, we may have them in office again if we don't start having honest conversations. If the next year is about impeaching Biden, even though we can't technically do it, okay, that is not the Republican Party 
giving people who might not want to vote for them a deliverable. A deliverable is we'll improve the economy, we'll secure the streets, we'll secure the border, we'll get your kid to school without a mask on his face. Things that improve people's lives matter. Things that get rating on cable news don't always matter. Okay, well, you're yelling and screaming about impeaching Biden. It sounds good. But if it's not going to get him out of office, you're just wasting everybody's time anyway. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. It's the number one show with humans and animals. Nice beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Bottom of the ninth on Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be on your TV with Charles Payne, who is in for Neil Cavuto, 4.50 Eastern Standard Time. Thursday morning, Fox and Friends first, 5.52 in the morning. And then I'll be closing the Hannity Show tomorrow night in front of a live studio audience. That is, of course, a 9 p.m. show. Good seats are still available. We're doing it in studio if you want to come check it out. Uh, But one way or the other, I will remain reachable to you. You can hit me up on the Fox Across America Facebook page. That is where I get all of my messages. You message me there, I will write you back myself, okay, and we can talk about it. But the bottom line in this moment, you know, you've heard the quotes, Thomas Jefferson quote. I say it a lot. When the government fears the people, there is liberty. When the people fear the government, there is tyranny. Okay, the government has used a lot of its power to take away your freedoms under the guise of a COVID emergency the last couple of years. Okay, mandating vaccines, and now they're trying to bring back masks. They're doing it because they don't fear us. I don't mean the Republicans. I don't mean the Democrats. I mean all of us. We, the people, are supposed to call the shots around here, and it's time to start pushing back on all this government force behavior, damn it. It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.